Okay, so yesterday was Daf 101, number 101. Uh, today is uh, 102, and we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf, and then we'll get to today's. We started off finishing off the parak, talking about uh, when both of the uh, first husband and second husband, who this woman didn't give the proper amount of separation between the two husbands, are Kohanim. So what's the status of this child that's in doubt who his father is? So he mentioned that if he would hit one and then the other, or curse one and then the other, or curse both of them at the same time, or hit both of them at the same time, according to Tanakama Yerchayev, according to Rebuda, you'll only be Chayev if it's actually simultaneous. But if it's one after the other, not. And that's because it would fall into the category of what we call a hasra suffix, a doubtful warning. Because mm-hmm. I can't say emphatically that if you hit this person, you're hitting, you're hitting your, 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 you'll, you'll get this punishment. Okay? Um, so, um, and then we saw that there's a brysa that has reviewed the saying a little different, that even Vasach has your potter. So what's the deal? So we said that actually there's two tanoim within Rebuda's opinion. Machlok is asked what he holds. And the opinion that says that you're not obligated even bevasachas is based on a, what we call a, like what's like a mamatino, similar, similar similarity. We find cursing by God when we find cursing by man, okay, by, by a parent. So just like when you curse by God, there's no other being that's included in that curse. So it's supposed to be just the one. So too, that's the case by cursing man, by cursing a parent, it's just the parent. If you're including somebody else who's this strange guy, so then, then you're not really cursing. My question is, is that, you know, like, how does, why can't he, like, be Yotzi with the Suffolk, you know? Whoever is my parent, the one I'm cursing, I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, favorite. I would say, you hear what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I guess the curse is directed at the Individual, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but anyway, maybe you have to say the name or something like that. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I guess I guess it uh, loses some of the oomph yeah. when you do that. <laughs> loses some of the. I mean, once you're going to have to start thinking it through, you wouldn't curse in the first place. The curse has to be blurted out; otherwise, it doesn't even count. Okay. Um, so anyway, and then uh, the other thing is, is that, uh, so that's the idea that we compare cursing. So cursing for a, of, of, a, of a parent to God, that it has to be with no other, in, uh, no other individual involved. And uh, we compare hitting to cursing the same way. Okay. Um, that's, the, that's that. Next we saw is the, um, that he's going to be allowed to work in the Mishmar if they're from the same Mishmar. The question is, is that that's not really how the Mishmaras work. Uh, oh, first of all, no. The first point that was that uh, why are you, um, wh- you know, like why does he go up? So the says, "What do you mean? Why does he go up?" Of course, he goes up. That's what, that's the mitzvah. So the says, "No, why is he forced to go up? He's forced to go up over here to serve with both of them, and that's because if he doesn't work in the base of mikdash, that makes what's called a pagamish bacha. The family has that taint on it that there's a member of the family that's of questionable nature." They don't want to have that, so they want him. It's well, it's definitely a questionable nature. But we meant the bad kind of question, you know, questionable in the other way, in the other sense. It's definitely questionable, no question, no question. It's questionable, right? Um, anyway, but uh, I think you understood what I meant. Okay, 
Nevertheless, is it what's well, one point? Point number two is that he's all, that that's why he's all about korcha. That's why we force him up. Um, but um, we said that if they're both in the same mishmar, then he'll get a portion. The question is that even in the same mishmar, if he's from a different beisav, then he shouldn't get a portion either because each beisav worked a different day. They were, they were subdivided into six, the six days of the week. So um, the ones on Sunday will, uh, you know, can push him off to the to the if he's from you know the suffolk of the Monday, you know, so on and so forth. So anyway, so the Gemara explains. When we said the same Mishmar, we didn't mean just the same Mishmar, we meant the same Mishmar, the same Beisav, all the same. Um, and that's that, and that was the end of the, of the 11th chapter. So uh, we moved on to the Mitzvah of Chalitza. And first, the halacha is that uh, you need three judges for the Mitzvah of Chalitza, but the judges don't need to be that qualified. They can be what's called the Diotos. Um, using soft leather shoes is acceptable but it's like bidyevet. Using socks is unacceptable. A sandal that has a heel is kosher, but if it doesn't have a heel, it's puzzle. From the knee, below the knee is, uh, is, is kosher, um, but above the knee is not. And uh, if it's not his sandal, if it's <laughs> a sandal of wood, clog basically, or uh, the left shoe on his right foot, or um, all those bidyevet is acceptable, is going to be kosher. If it's so big that he's, but he's not too big, it's bigger than his size. But uh, the thing is, is that he's still able to walk with it, or it's, so, it's too small. But, uh, um, but it covers most of his foot, so then that also is considered a shoe that, that works, that does the trick. And that's the story. All right, so the first things first is that if the idiotas is good, why would we mention that they are dianim? Whose uh, foot are we talking about? The foot of the yavam, who is not doing evil. Okay. So he puts the shoe on, and that's it. Okay. You saw the picture of the that I sent out there. Yeah. Okay. Very stylish. Very stylish. I don't know. What? That was a ballerina slipper. Right, it just looked different. Right, because they have those old straps around. Yeah. We'll see. We're going to get to a little more detail in today's stuff about see, why... The roof ain't posting again. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, so uh, uh, that's the story. But anyway, we'll see more about it. Okay. After... Okay, so the Gemara says that uh, after... Uh, after all, if the uh, Hediotas are fine, why are we calling them Dianim? The answer is because they do have to have at least one component, one aspect of what it means to be a judge. And that is they have to be literate. They can't have to be able to say the words. So they may not need to be all the requirements of a judge, but they definitely need to be able to read the verses necessary. Which the Mishnah says, that's why the Mishnah, the Brisa brings down the same idea, that, but more explicit. That the Mitzvah Chalitz is three that know how to read just like Dayanim, or Kein Dayanim. In that sense, they're like Dayanim. Now, Rabbi Yudha says that it's five, and the question is, where do we get the numbers from? So the first is, it says Zgenim, Zgenim is two. You never have an equal basin, so that's how we get to three. Um, according to uh, Rabbi Yudha, it also says Ziknei. Ziknei. Um, so, uh, um, so therefore you got two and four, ziknei and zikenim, so that's four, and then another one, because it can't be equal, so therefore it's five. Um, so the question is, what does the Tanakhama do with the extra ziknei? It says that you use it to tell you that it doesn't need to be mumchim, they, they don't need to be part of a Sanhedrin. 
And Rabbi Yudha says, how does he know? Rabbi Yudha know that it can be not, not somebody who's a part of the Sanhedrin. So he learns it out from the word le'ene. Why? Because le'ene excludes blind people. Blind people would anyway be excluded if he needed a proper judge, because as we know, every judge needs to be without any blemish. So the fact that it had to tell you that blind people not, obviously telling you that idiotos is okay. That's the gist, basically. Um, anyway, um, so that's the way we saw it. The, the, the Gemara asks, okay, so what is the Tadakama who already knows uh, uh, what, who already knows that? What does he use the word Laini for? He already knows that it needs to be not Momchen. So he says he uses it because it's like Rava teaches that the Tayanim need to see the spit as it comes out from the mouth of the Ivama. So it's the le'ine, uh, so they have to see it. They have to see this. It wants to be large enough to be able to see it come out. And that's le'ine as kenim. So again, it's obviously they have to see also. They can't be blind, but that's not the point. The point is that there's something that they actually need to see. Um, and um, the, what is, uh, obviously, that, that's clearly what the drush of le'ine is really there for. So it's not really there to teach you anything about hediotos. Um, so the the so then we're gonna have to say hadiotos comes from a different source because it says be Israel, that the Israel any Israel would do would do over here. Um, what does the other Tana do with the word Israel? It teaches you like Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yehuda says that we're talking about Israel, a bezin shel Israel, not a bezin of gerim, not converts. Um, by the way, I find this fascinating. We'll see more about it in today's daf. What about? about converts, so like, what is you special about Yibum that a Bezdin of converts is, like, not acceptable? Um, very interesting, okay? Uh, but anyway, um, uh, but there's another Yisrael to cover for that. What does the other one do with the other Yisrael? That uh, the people at large need to answer, as it says, that's because it says, so that's what the obligation is. And the other ones know it from the word vinikra. Okay, but anyway, so is everybody else calling? All right, anyway, but that's the bottom line. The question is, so there's other bases. It says Zikenim, it says uh, Ziknei, according to one that's available. So that's another two. But uh, it also says Vikaru, they called. It says Vidibru, they spoke. So that's another two, another two. Then, if anything, according to review, there should now be nine, and according to Rabbanu, should be seven, because we should be able to add on an additional four. The way it says, the karu and the dibru is actually used. The karu is to tell you that they have an obligation as the bezdin to be the direct speaks speakers to the to the yavam to the yavama to the one talking. Um, they can't be doing it through an intermediary or interpreter or something like that. Okay, and also. Um, uh, when it says Dibri Lov, it teaches that they give him advice. Um, if there's a major age disparity between the Yavam and the Yavama, they advise him out of it. If she is much older than him, or he is much older than her, they're going to tell him, this is not a good Shidduch. You're setting yourself up for fights. Um, anyway, so that's the story. Then um, Rav, Rav said in Rav Nachman that the bottom line is halachov, that is Chalitza needs three. And that's because there's a Stam Mishnah that says that it's three. So Rav said to Rav Nachman, you know, me and then also should need three because it's also a Stam Mishnah that says three. Um, and Ben uh, Shammai says it's Mumchin, Beis Hillel says even not. 
uh, even out of Bezdin, but it needs three. Um, now, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, says that two's enough, and that's the Psaq Allah, according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Nachman, Allah is like that pair that it's two, is all you need for a man. So, um, so it's countering the Stam Mishnah. So the Gemara says, there's a difference. That's only one Stam, this is two. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? There's even two Stam by, by Mion as well, because the Mishnah says, Miena o Chalza Befana Yisraela. So it puts right to why Mepneshu will be bested. So you see that it, oh, they, even the Miyun also needs a Bezdin, Bezdin of three, seemingly. So Gemara says, you're right, it's two stam by Miyun, three stam by, by Chalitza, and that's the difference. So Gemara says, I don't understand. If we're going by stam Mishnah, uh, so then one is enough. And, if you, and who cares whether it's one, two, or three? Um, so what, do you, what are you saying? There's more stam Mishnahs, that one, and that one. The answer is, is that it's not just that it's a stam Mishnah, that in and of itself wouldn't be proof, but the proof is is that in an area where there's disputes mentioned, and it doesn't mention the other side arguing, clearly indicates that the other side retracted, and that's the case over here that Rabbi Yuda was arguing in the Mishnah that talked about Chalitza being three, and he didn't say anything um, in the Mishnah that discusses how many you need, how many Dayanim you need for. All the various things. It mentions also Chalitza um, and Mion. And it doesn't mention Rebuta arguing, even though Rebuta argued in the other case. So clearly Rebuta must have retracted his opinion. That being said, that three is all you need, and you never really need five. However, um, well, we'll get back to that. First of all, one of the other obligations of the judges is to establish the place, the location where they're going to be doing it, and need to like establish it. I don't know how, what the process is, but it says very clearly though the Yavama goes the shar, so they summon them to the place where they're going to be doing the chalitza, and they mezamin, like they prepare the place in advance. Um, they don't just do it on the street. It's like, oh, here's the man, here's the woman. Let's just get going. Don't doesn't work that way. It has to be to a specific location, specified location. Um, and uh, then we saw a few examples where they're doing it with five. Does it mean that they're following Rebuta? Didn't we just show that Rebuta retracted? The answer is that, uh, that the, the extra two are not primary. They're there just to be mafarsa milsa, to publicize it. Because there, there is an idea that we would like this mitzvah the, to be publicized that we did the chalitza. Ravashi went to the house of Rav Kahana, and they said, um, um, you came uh, to, uh, uh, can you come to fill up the number five? Um, uh, so, in other words, for that purpose. Um, and the same is Rav Kahan also, he was before Rav Yuda, and he said, come to this place, Zirz of Dekani, I want you to include, be included in the five. So he says, but what do you need? You don't need five. The answer is just for Pearson to publicize it. Now, there's a story that we ended off with, Rav Shmuel Bar Yuda, he was standing for Rav Yudah. Rav Yudah says, come, I want you to come to this place where this is years of the Kani, to join in as part of the five, to make it public. And uh, he said, uh, sorry, but I don't qualify, because it says specifically that it should be Israel, and I am actually a convert. Um, so Rav Yudah says, that's such a special thing that he would be that, apparently Rav Yudah didn't even know that it was a convert. Uh, he went by the name of Shmuel by Yudah, You'd, you'd assume that his father converted with him. So that's why he, go, he went by that name. Um, so therefore, um, 
And he says, I would trust him to even take money away from one person and give it to the other, even though I'm just on his say-so. That's how honest I know he is. Um, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? These are laws. You can't do that. The answer is, I would, I would, if, uh, I would, I would say that this star is not collectible on, the, on, the, on his say-so. In other words, if he says this has been paid, that's enough of a reus on the star that I would say that there's something wrong with, the, with this document and I wouldn't let it be collectible. That's a different story. Anyway, that's where we left off yesterday.